Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 204, Annalise Warne, marketing agency CEO, discusses the importance of evaluating what you dislike about your industry to figure out how you are going to do things differently. She also shares a range of invaluable Facebook marketing for small business tips and tactics. These are tried and tested actionable strategies that you can implement. This is Annalise's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. All right. Well, Annalise, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for having me. To get us started and introduce you to our guests, I'd love you to share with us a story about an item of significance or experience of significance that's shaped, you know, the journey that you're on now. I think the an experience of significance that led me here was when I, I was working full-time for in, in a marketing and, and management role in the city and we were moving two hours away back down the coast. And I asked for more time from home, working from home, and that was declined, which would have meant that I had two hours travel on the way to work and two hours on the way home. And at the time I had two little kids and I knew I wanted more. So that wasn't my idea of my best life. And so that had that's led me to starting my own business and working from home and mentoring other mums so that they didn't have to put their kids in daycare night, five days a week if that wasn't what they were wanting to do. So that's mm. the thing that comes to mind. Yeah, so really it was quite of a, an instigator for the business that you now run. Totally. Otherwise I would have just kept doing what I was doing, which I love. I loved the job, like not enough to travel four hours and not see my children ever, but, <laughs> but, but I did enjoy it. So I wouldn't have just, you know, gone this hard way, this, the harder way of building something from scratch if that hadn't have happened. Mm. And it's interesting because during COVID and the restrictions that we, we're going through, you know, we we're still going through, I think that the workplace flexibility has come into fruition much more than, you know, I think businesses used to talk about flexibility and workplace flexibility, but the actuality of it was much more limiting. Whereas now we've been forced into this space where, yeah, people need to work from home more. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. There's been a lot of really good things that have come out of this, lots of silver linings in my experience that things like that that were roadblocks even with um, with different groups that I'm a part of that had never wanted to move to online meetings even, um, even in the medical industry, lots of appointments now that have gone online so people don't have to take their kids and wait in waiting rooms for hours on end and all of that. So I think and ed- education-wise, like I think there's been a lot of progress because there had to be um, and I hope that some of it continues really. 
Mm, yes, the new evolution of, of life after COVID will certainly be interesting. And given that you work a lot with, with mums, as you said, you do focus on helping support mums in business, um, I think that that's a space that will have some really good positive, as you say, silver linings coming out of it. Yeah, definitely. I think things have moved more to not how many hours did you work, but what was the output, which is how it should be. And so some of those spaces that you're really focusing on is about how to get visibility and attention for business. And one of the areas being through Facebook and something that is a question that I have heard. Now, I don't focus specifically in Facebook marketing. I'm much more focused on creating content, video and audio content for clients. But I do get asked about Facebook and this question, should I be boosting my Facebook posts? And it's, you know, the world of Facebook and Facebook marketing is a complex beast. So I'd love to hear your answer on, you know, that question. So next time I get asked, should I boost my post? What should my answer be? Like nine times out of 10, the answer is going to be no, because (laughs) I know people are like, what? I've been doing the wrong thing. And so my, something I'm really good at and I love is Facebook ads. And there's such nuance to it. And when you are boosting a post, you don't, you give most of your control to Facebook and Instagram. And they, they like taking your money and they're happy to do it. And I don't think that we need to be donating to Facebook personally. And I think that we should have more control in the way that our ads show up. So if you have a an audience, like you have um, a f- large following on your Facebook uh, page, for example, you have a page and you've got a few thousand people and you want to make sure that those people see one specific video or piece of content or something like that, then yes, boost the post so that more people see it um, inside your group. And I would say that would pretty much be the only time when you would want to boost something if you want more of your audience to see it because the organic reach is pretty terrible. I mean, just look at your insights and look how many people actually saw this versus how many people are in that group or how many people are in your group. And you'll see that the stats are pretty dismal because Facebook want you to pay to play basically. But when you run a proper Facebook ad, you can determine what your objective is. Do you want them to watch the video or do you want them to go to your page or do you want them to buy a product or do you just want a like? Do you want some feedback, some engagement? Like what is it that you actually want? And you can tell Facebook that and design the campaign around it. And then you can choose where it shows up so that Facebook will show it not, you know, just on the side right-hand column or in the middle of in-stream videos or in an article or in Messenger. If you want it to show up on the prime real estate, which is your feed and the stories, then you can select that when you run your ad properly and say, I only want it to show up in these places. And so all of that and all the way down to the control of who you do actually want to target it to. Do you want to target it to you know, a specific demographic and people with interests, or do you want to target it to people who've been on your website in the last 30 days? Or, you know, it comes back to having a strategy and then being able to execute that through their amazingly sophisticated, like, ways that they actually give you to do it, but that's not inside the boost post. No. Okay. And you've mentioned a few things there. And because it 
it for people who don't spend a lot of time on Facebook and in the world of Facebook marketing, it's confusing. And I don't I don't spend a lot of time there deliberately because I feel like you really need to specialize on it to 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 understand all those nuances. But say if businesses want to try and just understand some of the basics and focus on like the most important things or you know the key places maybe to start because it can be a bit overwhelming and you mentioned insights what are some of the key data then that they should pay attention to because Facebook is amazing in the data that it captures which can be great but what data should you pay attention to it really depends on what your goals are so I think it comes back to going what do I actually want why am I on social media in the first place what is my goal because Yeah, it's nice to get likes and follows and people in your group or, you know, people on your Instagram, but it's all just ego because, like, really, we're running businesses. We need money in the bank, right? Otherwise, we don't really have a business. We have a charity or we just, you know, have a really time-consuming hobby. (laughs) Um, So figure out what it is that you want and then you will know, okay, and then what do I need to look for? on this. But generally, I don't spend a lot of time in insights. For me, it's about getting specific about what I know I want to put out in the world and what I want to commit to. So like I want to commit to running, to having a podcast every week. I want to commit to having a live show in my group every week. And I know like a lot of social media is about relationship and building that trust. And it's about the long game. And if we just get started and then are looking at insights and going, what, like three people showed up. Oh, I got two likes. Like, we're, not, we're just going to get discouraged and we're not ever going to make it to the long game. So sometimes like just think about your strategy, think about what it actually is that you want to achieve and then put your head down and your bum up and actually just keep doing the work and put the blinkers on. If you want to get started on Facebook ads, there is the Facebook blueprint, which is Facebook's free course on how to run ads. So you can do that. There's a couple of really great Facebook groups, like uh, Facebook ad hacks, I think might be one. I haven't been on it for a while. Is a free one with like thousands and <laughs> thousands of people where you can get, like there's a lot of Facebook nerds in there willing to help you. So if you put screenshots and go, what's going on? Or how do I do this? Or I'm so stuck. They will answer you because that's their thing. And I think that's so important to focus on the goals and the outcomes because I think there is so much, so many now, there's so many different ways to communicate and there's a little bit of pressure like, oh, I should be there and I should be doing this and I should also have that. But that's going to be different for everyone and really very specific depending on what your business is and, as you said, what are your goals and outcomes. So I think that's perfect to really consider that rather than getting caught up in the technology for technology's sake. Yeah, and you can't be everywhere and you shouldn't be everywhere because then every open platform needs some attention and you're just going to be, it's like, you know, that analogy with the the, the hose and you're sprinkling it everywhere like from right to left and getting a little bit everywhere and nothing's getting a good soak so you're not actually making impact in any one area. So mm. think about what your goals are, think about who you're serving, who your business is designed for, where are they, where are they hanging out, what do they want and how, like what is your buyer journey, how are you making people aware of you and interested in what you have to offer and getting them across the line and how does your social media strategy and your actions actually tie in with that. And once you've mapped that out, it's pretty hard to stray because you're going, okay, the way that I'm going to do it is I'm going to be live in these and these places at these times. And guess what? 
I know that as like as the cycle continues, that's it's going to work for me. And if it's not, then I'm going to look back in three or six months and go, oh, hang on, maybe my audience are actually over here or maybe what I thought they wanted wasn't actually what they wanted, so now I need to ask them so that, you know, like once you've got your strategy, you don't need to worry too much about being everywhere. You go, no, this is my plan, work the plan. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned stories as well in um, part of your comments before. How, because, you know, stories have really become more prevalent lately, you know, Mm. over the last 12 months, probably we're seeing more action in that, the story space. What is a good way for businesses to use stories? Again, it comes back to why you're there, what your audience want, what you're using it for. But a lot of what I see is a lot less action in the feed. So maybe like once to four times a week stuff's in the feed and then stories are every day like four times a day so that you are it's just quick snapshots and I think our 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 attention span is very limited now apparently we're less than goldfish which I don't know how accurate that is (laughs) but maybe sometimes I feel like yeah (laughs) but maybe um and so as we flick through it's just about again building that relationship building that know and like and trust and showing up consistently talking about the same things to really build your authority in that space. So you don't have to be showing what you have to breakfast if that's not your thing. You can be totally business-related and still be really personable and relatable. Um, so check out what, like, have a, have a couple of people that you look up to, maybe that are, you know, five years ahead of you in your space, see what they're doing, and then figure out a way that you can make that yours. Like, we want to take what's working and and make it ours. We don't want to copy, but we can mimic or like, I don't know if that's the right word. We can take inspiration from what they're doing and go, all right, how does that, what, like, how do I do that in my way? So that, you know, if you're really stuck about what content to, to post, um, what I encourage service-based business owners to do is to have one kind of main piece of content every week or two weeks or month or whatever time frame they can commit to. And then all of their other little snippets can point back to that main piece. So whether that's a podcast or it's a video or it's a blog or like whatever your thing is, then all of your stories and other bits and pieces can can point towards that, that topic or that actual thing it can be taken from it if you've done a big decent piece of content you can break it down there's going to be some good things in there there's going to be key points so hopefully that and so yeah from that you're really creating so instead of having to every single piece be a unique individual thing that you have to think about you're saying really leverage the value from one piece of content and create you know a greater economy of scale Definitely. If you're going to spend a couple of hours in putting something together, you don't want just 10 people to see it. You want to, and you don't want to have to rethink and reinvent the wheel. And really, if you're trying to showcase an idea or you're trying to teach something, people can't just hear that once. We need to re-hear things, especially because we're going from here to there and we're, we're flicking through stories. So it's two minutes of this, and then it's two minutes of fashion, and then it's two minutes of mum life, and then it's two minutes of like, you know, like we need to, it's okay to repeat yourself and to reiterate things and to point people towards that 
thing that you took so long to create. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. So it's that that saying like tell them what you told them and then tell them again and tell them again. <laughs> yeah. And um, what I like to do is do like little two-minute snippets that I then release on IGTV and then I can put that on, um, like link to that in my stories, put a little snippet there. So then it, you just, you're just everywhere. It looks like you're everywhere, mm. but you, you don't have to work too hard for it. You can kind of create it all in the one set, sitting. Yeah, that's great advice. So then, you know, if you're thinking about um, creating visibility for businesses, what would you say are the quickest ways to help create visibility for a business? So the top, so the buyer journey, the start of it is the awareness side, which is the most people, like people need to be aware of you to, to become, come into your buyer journey, to come down the sales process. And that is normally going to be on social media these days. And you can do that in a paid capacity through Facebook ads, or you can do that organically. And if you are doing it organically, there's going to be, have to be some sort of outreach kind of thing. So whether you are specifically reaching out to people, um, you are engaging on social media with with brands and with people that you know are going to like your thing, and then you're inviting them into your ecosystem. But you need content. So like I said, with creating one piece of main content and breaking that up, then you don't have to just put your podcast on one platform. You can put it on your on the platform that you use. And then it'll be on Spotify and everywhere. You can put it on your website. You can put a graphic on it, put that on YouTube. You can put that on LinkedIn. You can have that so many places then. So instead of people just having one place to find you, all of a sudden it's like it's 10 lines in the water that people can discover you rather than just the one. And then if you have then broken that down into little bits and all of your content during the week is is everywhere, wherever you think your audience are, whatever is relevant for you. You don't have to come up with something new all the time. You can just put that work that you've worked so hard in creating and and distribute, put as much effort into distribution as you do into actually creating, which so many people don't like that part because that's like the more salesy feeling a bit icky part. But if you really think that that thing that you created is valuable and you are in your business to help people in some way, shape or form or inspire them or make their lives better in some way, then why would you not like be talking about that and putting it wherever you are? Because for me, I don't follow the same people on Instagram that I do on Facebook. But if I do, if I went on Instagram and then I went on their Facebook and I happened to see the same video, I'm not going to be mad because I like this person and I like what they're putting out and I'm trying to get more of them. So don't be afraid to put it everywhere. And then when you're thinking about visibility, think about your strategy. Do you, are you going to invest the time and do it organically and reach out and, you know, do the hashtags and the connecting and the engaging, or are you going to invest the the money and you're going to promote it with some sort of ad? Mm. And it really, again, as you're saying, it's got to come down to what works for you and suits your business. Yeah, your business, your budget, where you're at, if what team members you've got, can you get your VA to do it? Can you, you know, at the start, it's probably just you. You're going you're gonna to be everything. And maybe budget is tight because most of us aren't starting with, you know, a lot of 
costs anything to, to start our businesses. That's the beauty of the internet now. We don't have to. We can start with nothing. But it means that we need to pull up our sleeves and actually get in there and and connect with people and build those relationships. And that's going to be the thing that takes time, but that pays off again, the long game. It's all the long game. Yes. Well, business is the long game. It's the marathon, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and sometimes it's exhausting. I know, right? <laughs> sometimes it's 2am and you're like, why do I do this? It would just be easier to get a job. And you're like, oh no, then I would have to be somewhere at a certain time. And like, yeah, I know. Right. We can do this. It's, we can do this. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Annalise, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. In conclusion, though, could you share with me your be the drop tip, which is for communication that motivates and inspires? I would say think about what you don't like about your industry or what annoys you about the way things are normally done. And how, think about how you're going to be different to that. How are you approaching things differently? What gap are you filling? And then that's going to be the thing that you can communicate. That's going to be the thing that you can talk about. And people are going to, if it's the way things are always done, people are going to be coming into this industry, coming approaching you like all of the others. And so they're going to have a certain frame of mind and need to be thinking about how am I going to re-educate them and re-inspire them to go, no, like we approach things in a different way for these reasons and this is the benefit. So tie it back to the need of the person, you know, of your client, your customer, and how you're different. The thing, the thing that annoys you about the industry, I think, will fire you up and so that will be inspiring. Yeah, fan- that's great advice. And also because if it's the thing that is annoying about the industry and the challenge, then other people would have experienced it too and be looking for difference. Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.